0: Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zuma Radio.
1: Welcome back. Yesterday, the Premier announced a plan to study basic income in the province. It's a three-year pilot project based in Hamilton, Lindsay and Thunder Bay. It'll cost $50 million a year and reach 4,000 households who would get this guaranteed income. Uh, They've been invited randomly by the province to apply for it in the coming weeks, and there's going to be a separate program for First Nations. Uh, in terms of money, a single person on this would get about seventeen thousand dollars. A couple, twenty four thousand um, dollars. If you work, every dollar, every dollar you earn will reduce your basic minimum income by fifty cents. So they've done a calculation that somebody with two children earning $20,000 a year would uh, also be eligible for a top-up of $6,000 in basic income. So what do you think? Is this a good way to help people get back on their feet? Will it be easier to track than the kind of patchwork of programs that are available to low-income people now? Or is it a handout that will encourage people not to work? We want your thoughts here. The numbers is 416-360-0740, toll-free one 1- 866 740 And right now, let us go to Elizabeth McGuire, who is the chair for the Campaign for Adequate Welfare and Disability in Hamilton. Welcome, Elizabeth. Well, thank you, Libby. It's nice to be here. Oh, great. So uh, uh, what do you think of this program?
2: Well, um, I think it's... Um in, in the Hamilton to Brantford area, there will be, you know, um, a thousand people. And I think that is statistically small, uh, too small to really give, um, you know, a, an accurate um, uh, study of what you know, basic income can do for the community because most uh, people don't understand that it's not just the individual who receiving the benefit who will benefit, but also the larger community that will be impacted by people having more money in their pockets
1: uh and apparently uh, you know one of the things that is cited as as an argument for this is that it it uh in in the there was an experiment in the 70s in Dauphin Manitoba and yes. uh now even though It's been considered a success. It actually wasn't analyzed that scientifically, but it found that overall it decreased hospitalizations, decreased accidents and injuries, uh, all things that are related uh, to poverty. Indeed, yes.
2: And what people uh, don't uh, really know is that there were studies done in the States as well there were five or seven, I don't recall correctly right now, but there were five, let's say, studies done in the States. Uh, to, to, they were designed to prove that basic income would be a disincentive to work, and unfortunately, they failed to prove that. So they weren't announced publicly nor, uh, you know, well-known.
1: Okay, so um, what about the way that it's structured, that you get a basic amount, no questions asked, uh, but that, and that every dollar you earn reduces the amount by 50 cents?
2: Well, that um, sort of uh, looks on the surface like it might be a bit of a disincentive to work. But I think uh, we all have a drive in us. And, uh, you know, the the naysayers for basic incomers say say that, uh, are you just going to pay people to sit around and do nothing? But the reality is people, for the most part, don't sit around doing nothing. They have some interest. So the unpaid work that is going unpaid now, such as caregiver work, uh, child care work, um, looking, you know, um, out for your neighborhood watch, things of that nature aren't valued as having monetary value. Well, now they will. They are work that is not currently being uh, funded. So, you know, that uh, counterbalances against the uh, the you know, 50% being taken off your income because you don't not have to get a job that is uh, sort of the traditional. Um, employer-employee relationship.
1: Okay. um, Elizabeth, we have a lineup of callers, so we're going to start taking the calls. We've got Marty in Hamilton. Hello, Marty.
3: Hello there. How are you doing?
1: Fine. How are you?
3: Good. Good. Living in downtown Hamilton. See the problem. Um, See this situation down here where we have uh, all kinds of um, young people hanging around, not doing anything. We have uh, a lot of people in... uh, Wheelchairs and scooters and that—that are here for their hospitalized hospital problems and stuff. So we have all those people here, and all of those people have a minder of some kind, somebody in social services who's getting a good buck for making sure that these poor sods don't get more than they're supposed to. And they worry about what they spend it on and everything else. It's nobody's business. If they want to go down the tubes, they should be able to go down the tubes. If they want to go get themselves a job and uh, use this to, as a springboard to get to somewhere better, let it be. It's a great idea.
1: Okay. Thank you for that. Oh, okay. okay. Bye-bye. bye uh, Let's go to Patrick in Brampton. Hello, Patrick.
4: Well, uh, two observations. Uh, one observation, it's going to make the municipalities happy. Is that i uh, are going to have uh, these programs because now those programs are paid, uh, paid for by the local governments, uh, be it Brampton, be it, uh, actually in the case of Brampton, it would be Region of Peel, uh, Toronto, whatever. So... Now the government's going to pay for that, and my uh, my second observation with them taking the fifty percent fifty cents out of every dollar that comes in uh that, that's just going to uh work more on of the under, underground economy because if they don't have to pay it, they can't take the money off right? oh that's if, if that's, they don't, reco- if they don't uh, report it we uh, report it they can't take the money off.
1: Well, that's, you know what, Patrick, that's a very interesting point. Let's ask uh, Elizabeth about that. Uh, do you see a danger in that, that people who are on the basic income, uh, you know, might do kind of casual work and, and just uh, ask for cash?
2: Well, actually, that happens now. and uh, It you does. Know, that's uh, true. Yes, it does. and But not as much as you might think it would, because there are no small little jobs you can do here and there. And... uh and uh,
1: so, you well, know. that's not necessarily
2: true. I'm sorry. True. No,
4: that, that lady is wrong on that
2: one.
1: No, I, I think I think Elizabeth, with respect, that you're wrong on that. I think there are all kinds of, of jobs that you can do for cash, um, uh, and you know, even just going about uh, whatever I'm doing. There, are, you know, many occasions when people say, "Hey, do you want to pay in cash?" So um, I would have to disagree there that there's no opportunity for that. Elizabeth?
2: Yes, yes, I, I do agree with that. There are occasions where sometimes you can get uh, part-time under-the-table work, but these are not long-term sustainable jobs. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, um, if there is an employer involved and he is found out to not re- be reporting, you know, not issuing T4s, then the employer is in danger as well.
1: Well that's true but uh unfortunately our authorities can't catch everybody who is is uh doing this. Uh, anyway yeah. Patrick yeah. thanks for that that's a very okay. that's a very I good point. What about
4: the guy that cuts lawns? What about the guy that shovels snow? Well, um, so those are all cash jobs.
1: Ex- exactly, exactly. So I think Elizabeth has a point, saying that they're cash jobs now. But, but I guess the question being, uh, you know, would you be giving somebody money on top of that? Um, I hope that uh, whoever's designing these programs is is going to be giving that some thought. Uh, Patrick, thanks a lot for your call.
4: Okay. Bye bye. Bye.
1: Okay, Frank in Toronto, you're next. You're on the air.
5: Yeah, I, I like the program, but I'm um, just wondering for seniors, what I would suggest is that they give seniors a guaranteed income of 25000 allow them to work, get them out of poverty, and then they'll spend uh, in the economy. I think it would be a lot
1: better. Well, it's a pilot project, and actually that's one thing that I, I haven't... Patrick, I'm going to let you go. I think there's a lot of noise where you're calling from, but thanks for your call. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry, that was Frank. Um, Elizabeth, um, I, I haven't seen detail on that. Uh, you know, this is uh, 4,000 households. I don't know if any seniors are going to be included or if some seniors are going to be included because seniors, of course, uh, get CPP and old age security.
2: Absolutely, and they also get uh, GIS. Exactly, know, so I think supplements, which brings them up to a certain level,
1: right? I th- and- yeah, sorry. Uh, so, are you aware of that? I-, I didn't see anything. I'm assuming that that this does not include seniors. Well, um,
2: it's sort of thought that uh, seniors already see receive a guaranteed income, as do children with the un- new Ontario Child Back uh, benefit. So the. The pilot study is focusing on those who are up to 64, okay. but not seniors,
1: yes. Okay, yeah, that's uh, that's what I thought. Okay, let's go to John in Brampton. Hello, John.
5: Yes, hi. Uh, sorry, I couldn't resist commenting on this. Um, uh,
1: please go ahead. You
5: know, there's an attitude, uh, it, it seems to be at least somewhat prevalent, that that these, these people who are on welfare or on disabilities, that they're out there scamming the public and, and they're getting away with, with this and the other. That's, that's a fairy tale, and it's a bad fairy tale. Uh, if, if anybody out there actually believes that, let me walk you through a, a, an Ontario housing project and see if that would be your choice to live there or where you live now. Unless you're on the street, that would certainly not be your choice. Um, helping the poor again, we're going to give people 100 to 250 thousand a year to give away more money to help the poor. And oh, you're talking ever, about
1: the, all the bureaucracy and the red tape. And, that's right. It won't be
5: somebody standing there handing out twenty dollar bills. It will be an office structure set up, complete with uh, directors and and uh, you know a wage budget that will far exceed what they're going to give a few really poor people.
1: Well, you know, let's be clear. I'm sure there's going to be substantial administration for this. I I haven't seen the details yet, but but, uh, the cost for administering something like this is not zero.
5: Well, I think if they were running a public pay toilet system, that (laughs) would cost us a couple of billion dollars in Ontario. So, you know... (laughs) This this is another fairy tale about helping the poor. It never does because there are more and more poor people out there. So obviously we're not helping them, but we really are helping people in the system who are picking up, who are, are you know golden club members of the Sunshine List. We're going to have more of those, oh. and I don't want more of those.
1: Okay, so I'm i What are you saying? This is a good idea or a bad idea?
5: It's terrible. It's terrible. And the current government, if they if they were suddenly gifted with the ability to 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 grant a wish to any citizen in Ontario, they'd screw that up too. <laughs> okay,
1: let's, let's not do that. Okay, John, thanks for your call.
3: Thanks for taking it.
1: Okay, uh, let's go to Stephen in Parkdale. Hi, Stephen.
3: Hi, how are you doing today? Fine. How are you? All right. I'm just very curious on the places that you, uh Chose was uh, Thunder Bay, Hamilton, was it?
1: Yeah, and Lindsay.
3: And Lindsay. I have no idea what the rents are like there. They're topping it up for a single person to be getting 17000
1: Correct? A year.
3: Okay, well, I live in Toronto. I'm on a uh, disability. My shelter allowance is 479 a month.
1: Oh, yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly.
1: Yes. So,
6: mm-hmm.
3: uh, is there a need for this? Yes. Uh, and then the fact that they're choosing places where the rents are lower, I have no idea <laughs> why, why they would choose those places over here where we really need the extra cash.
1: Well, I, I think that they, in their wisdom, decided that the levels of, of poverty in those places were bigger. Maybe um their smaller places, easier to track. Uh, Elizabeth, do you have a thought about that?
2: Um, yes. Excuse me. I think uh, Toronto was just too large and too much of a cosmopolitan city to do a test there. It's so broad and has such a large geographical area. Uh Hamilton is uniquely positioned in that we have a number of uh clearly uh, uh small uh neighborhoods and that and uh, that was one of the questions that I asked the premier are you going to do it by by uh, neighborhoods or, you know, the whole city and that, and uh, it, that was before we found out it was only gonna be 4,000 getting it across, you know, Hamilton and uh, Brandt. So, um, yes, but the premier did say uh, if it's successful, they will be looking at rolling it out across the province. So in, you know, three years is a very long time for people to keep suffering on such low income. Um, and certainly here in Hamilton we'll be doing everything we can to expedite the study and uh, certainly uh,
1: highlight uh, any benefits that come from it. Okay. Um, Did
3: they not try this in uh manitoba under the schreier yep. government
1: yep they tried it 1974 uh and as i said it was deemed to be a success though the truth is that it wasn't really analyzed that scientifically but it was deemed to be a success uh let's try to get a a couple more calls in before we have to switch we've got ed in toronto hi ed
7: hi um uh, i just want to make a comment that uh Uh, they were saying about people doing small jobs for cash and that sort of thing. Yep. Well, um, that's not sustainable, like she said. But also, that's completely illegal. If you think about it, Uh, it's called the barter system. Somebody comes over and paints somebody's uh, living room or helps them to put up a wall, and then he goes and fixes uh, his car because he's a mechanic. That's been going on through all time, eh? Uh, it's called the barter system.
1: Yeah, but it's different from it's different from the what they call the underground economy.
7: Well, that in basis that is an underground economy. It's being done. Uh, he's doing some work for him, and he's coming back. It's just like me. Uh, you got a, a vacuum cleaner you don't use, right? An extra vacuum cleaner, and I got uh, I don't know. An egg beater, right?
1: Right, but but we're we, talking about money changing hands here, and well, yeah.
7: no money changes hands in in ninety percent of these transactions when you think about it. Uh, and if a small amount changes for for uh, uh, cutting a lawn, I'm sure that doesn't destabilize the economy. You know what I mean?
1: Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Then so
7: maybe the one person is, is older and can't. Um, uh, reciprocated, it. Uh, you know what I mean? Has done. Uh, uh, he gives them uh, a bowl of, uh, or feeds them or something like that in response. You know what I mean?
1: Okay, Ed, thanks for your call. Let's go to Hal in Brantford. Hi, Hal.
6: How are you doing this afternoon?
1: Fine. How are you? Know,
6: you? Good, good. Many years ago, I was a member of the, the original Reform Party. One of the platforms there that was put out was exactly what they're trying to do again. And it would be based on your your filed income tax the year before. Now the figure that the level was going to be was never decided on; we just talked about roughly. But you knew who came out against it 100%. Who? The Liberals and the NDP.
1: Okay. Because
6: why the 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 uh, the unions that are in the government that would have lost their jobs have been replaced.
1: Okay. Well, that was then. Uh, do you think it's that a was good idea?
6: And it's the same. The unions are even bigger now. So when it, if it gets nearer to ever being implemented based on whatever, they'll come out. And I don't know why Lynn is doing it, or when, pardon me, is doing it. It's just uh, a con to the next election.
1: Well, um, <laughs> a lot of people think she does a lot of things for that reason. Uh, in terms well, of that's how it would... big one. In terms of, yeah, it's a big one. In terms of, do you think it's a good idea for the people affected?
6: If it's based on last year's income and there is a means test of some kind, some way, somewhere.
1: Well, of course, I mean, of course there's a means test. That's what this is about.
6: Well, now then let's go back to the one in Manitoba. One of the people that received money out there was a fairly well-to-do farm, and they just put that money to paying the payments on a pickup truck they bought, a brand new one because they were getting this government money.
1: Uh, Well, I I can't speak to that, but uh, hopefully... Well, it was in
6: the paper at the time.
1: Um, hopefully, yeah, well, that would be an abuse of the system. Um, anyway, Hal, thanks very much for your okay. call. Okay. Yeah. Um, that is all the time we have for this segment. Elizabeth McGuire, anything you want to leave us with?
2: Well, I just wanted to add one point, and that the existing um, structure uh, that delivers social assistance has been. Uh, a bureaucracy that's been self-maintaining and chewing through hundreds of millions of dollars. So this is a way to arrest that behavior and uh, bring it down to, you know, an administratively uh, justifiable size. So that's just what I wanted to add, that the existing infrastructure is not sustainable. It's monstrous and it has to end
1: Okay, well, um, another thing to think about might be a lot of government workers who end up losing their jobs if this comes in. And across... on basic income. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> hopefully not. Uh, Elizabeth <laughs> McGuire, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much for uh, inviting me, Libby.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one.